Hello, welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk about all things Star Wars. Uh, my name is James. And I am Joseph. And yes, sadly, David is not here today. <laughs> um, but uh, so you have to listen to us talk. But I feel like more people like you than they like me. So I think this oh, is... Oh, I don't know. And I think they true. like you more than they like David and myself. So I think... Oh, this that is gonna... can't possibly be true. <laughs> so um, <laughs> this week in the world of Star Wars, uh, on Friday... Solo came out, digital download. I got, I don't know how many notifications I got. I, don't, I didn't realize how many things I was following, <laughs> like, on, like online to where it was like, I got Star Wars tells me, the Star Wars app tells me. Yes. I even think Disney sent me. Oh, I Disney like, sent you yeah, something? Yeah, Disney so sent I, me the something. The Star Wars, are, I've got, I bought it through Apple iTunes, so yeah. at a, it, took, it took a long time for it to come out. I was getting frustrated because I was expecting it to come out around 11 yeah. our time. Well, I got, uh, a, I got a, a notification on 11 saying well, it was ready. must be nice. I didn't get one until 11.45. <laughs> um, and I'm sitting there. I'm like literally on my Apple TV going, all right, when this episode's over, it'll be up and I can watch it. And then it never came up. Oh. And so finally, like a, a, right before I go to bed, it's like 11.45, 11.50, mm-hmm. and I get the notification. I'm like... Too late to watch it now, man. So, um, <laughs> so was... my my phone went off first. Then it downloaded to my Apple TV right mm-hmm. away, and then it told me on my watch that I had yep, it. I so I had you. three in a row, just be like ding ding ding. <laughs> and then this morning, my Star Wars app was like, "Hey, guess what's available now?" Yep, <laughs> it was like, "Buckle up for Star Wars!" I was like, "Heck yeah!" I was like, "Yeah, man." Yeah, so it was everywhere for me, and um, so I was pretty excited. Pretty yeah. cool. Uh, we we were supposed to watch it today, but since David's not here, we're not gonna we're not gonna watch it. Two man commentary yeah, doesn't doesn't seem like it would flow do, too well, for, yeah, especially it, for people that didn't work on the movie. I think if one of us had some sort of a agreed, a, a, yeah, yeah, we, it would be better. But and plus, did you ever hear David's uh, podcast where he did solo about solo? Yes, like he he was talking about things I never even like. Yeah, it was. I was like, okay, cool. So I would I would want him to be here for that because he'd probably point stuff out to us that we. But never, he knows all sorts of weird behind the scenes I don't know stuff. How he. Because I thought I did. Yeah. Until I met David, that I was like, well, I don't know anything about the behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. Well, and, and my thing is, I've always been into the lore of the mm-hmm. world more than how they put it on the screen. I'm just oh, like, yeah. hey, they put it on the screen. Awesome. I'm going to go watch it now. Um, so, um, you know, when I hear all that stuff, I'm like, that's insane that they, you know, when mm-hmm. during the Battle of Hoth, where. They had Luke run out of the oh, hotel yeah. and stuff. I had never heard that before. Yeah, he, it was cold. It was really cold. Yeah, I was just like, okay. So there's this picture. Um, I sent it to y'all. It's the picture that's going around where it's like guy in pink shorts is was the sound <laughs> guy for for a uh, New Hope. And yes, it's a funny picture. But if you look at that picture really closely, you see George Lucas in the bottom like left or no, the bottom right corner. Yeah, and he just has his hands on his head. And you, you just tell he's like, oh my gosh, this is not... What have I got myself into? What have I got myself yeah. into? Because, you know, we've all heard reports about how difficult that production was. Mm-hmm. But did that picture, you're like, geez, that was... This dude is stressed out. Yeah, no wonder he's all gray by yeah, the no, time but, the prequels yeah, roll around. Exactly. And I, my friend, uh, Ryan Love, who's going to be a great director one day, I want to say. Ryan Love <laughs> is going to win Best Director one day at the Oscars. He's, you know, he's an aspiring filmmaker, such as myself. And I sent him the picture. And I told him a little bit what happened. And he was like, I didn't know the production was that difficult i was yeah. like dude it was star wars should never have been star wars like it's just i just love hearing the quotes from the people that were acting in it and they were like we honestly didn't know what the hell we were making <laughs> <laughs> it could have been anything yeah they it, and then plus of how and just how easily that movie could have just been trash yeah it could have just been another science fiction movie that came out but yeah i mean luckily uh George's wife caught it in the edit Jeez. and was like, let's change some stuff around to where it Thank God. actually flows and makes sense because otherwise we'd have been we, we wouldn't have anything to talk about right yeah, now. Yeah, we would not be <laughs> we would not be talking about Star Wars at all right now. Um so this week uh, I heard something really cool uh, from Ray Park. Okay. Saying not he didn't tell me personally, you know what I mean? Like I don't he, believe you. I, <laughs> I know you've got the I've yeah, got guy's digits. Oh yeah, he calls me up sometimes. Uh, well no, he was talking about he, apparently he sat next to Ewan McGregor during the solo 
uh, premiere. Really? Either he was sitting next to him or like a seat away from him. And that whenever Maul came up, <laughs> he was like hitting him. <laughs> and he was like, oh my. Like he was like super excited that he was in the movie to where Ray Park was like, I didn't even get to see the, the moment because <laughs> even McGregor was just hitting me the whole time. Like, oh my gosh. Like, you, why didn't you tell me you were going to be in this amazing. movie? I hadn't heard that. I hadn't all. heard that either. I was like, that's, that's awesome. That's really cool. And, um, I, I think that's exciting that even like even McGregor is still, was like, just as was, jazzed and yeah. fanboyed out as much as anybody. Do you think he you and McGregor this is like kept up with the what his character did in all of the animated stuff? I'm sure he did. I mean, at least he has he like tangentially knows it. No, I I I I think of Ian McGregor as a big as a fan as we are. Yeah, like hearing him talk about it and like hearing how far back Star Wars goes with mm-hmm. him to like. That's one of the first movies he ever saw because his uncle was in the movie. Yeah. So it's like, of course, of yeah. course, like I, I, I see him as just. So yeah, I think he knows. I think he knows everything, and I think he's just. I think he's dying just to do another movie. Yeah. Like I just, I just picture him like sitting with his kids watching Rebels and being like, "There I am." Like, like no, that was me. That's me when I get older. That, that's crazy. They're talking about me right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I see him as just a huge fan, a huge nerd, and um, and apparently that movie's like. They're not even talking about an Obi Wan movie. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like I don't understand. And like what David says, it seems like a slam dunk for Lucasfilm and Disney to do, yeah, an Obi Wan standalone film with Ewan McGregor playing Obi Wan. Yeah, mean, I'd be there in a heartbeat. I just for me, I don't know what that movie could be about because mm-hmm. he spent twenty years on Tatooine watching after Luke. Mm-hmm. That's as far as we know. As far as lore goes. That's all he did other than a couple of things like out in the desert. Like, he never left Tatooine after that because it would just be too dangerous for him. Man, but they could do something. Like, they could do a movie, like, about him but not about him to where he's there. You know what I mean? Right. And I I think that'd be pretty cool. But I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what Lucasfilm is doing, what Kathleen Kennedy. I think Kathleen Kennedy's job and her goal right now is just to get nine out. I think think so, too. That's why I think... When everyone they said we're gonna put everything on hold, everybody freaked out. But now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, no, man, she's focusing a hundred percent. Yeah, because on getting this one out. Well, just think about all the stuff that's gonna spin out after nine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got the Johnson trilogy. Mm-hmm. You've got the Benioff and Benioff and Weiss, Weiss stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, had a little burp. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> the Benioff and Weiss stuff, which we don't know how many movies that's gonna be. Yeah, they... um, we don't know. How... I mean, we know it's not going to involve the Skywalkers. It's not going to have the Skywalker title to it. But, like, it could mirror the story of the new trilogy. It could Mm -hmm. be between prequels and sequels. Hey, we have no idea. We have no idea. So she's probably also trying to make sure that Episode Nine is done right so that everything that comes after it can mm-hmm. fall into place easier. I think that's yeah, I honestly think that's exactly what she's doing. And I think everybody got all mad. They're like, "What? They're she, they're not going to be working on it anymore." But now I'm like, "Well, that's a huge monumental task right there. Right. Fit episode 9. Like, that's it." Yeah. For for all of us Star Wars fans, I mean, now we know Johnson's and Benioff and Weiss. But for us fans for a while there, we thought 9 was it. Yeah. Like 9 is that's it. That we're done. Well, and it was like Rogue One and the the solo movie were mm-hmm. just like sprinkles on the top of our Sunday, basically. Yeah, it was, and, and it was it, all bonus stuff that we were getting to to complement what we already knew and what we were going to find out. Exactly. So, so for a lot of us, nine seemed like the ultimate goal. Once nine comes out, Star Wars is over. We'll get little bits, you know, little yeah. like solos and Rogue Ones here. But hopefully. now, <laughs> yeah. But now it's like, whoa, we're gonna go further. But no, I don't think it's hopefully. I think we will. But I think she's like, I don't. Okay, Disney did push solo forward. solo forward yeah. when she said no. She wanted it in December. But now I'm thinking maybe that was a good idea. Maybe uh, what's his name? Um, oh my god, uh, I- Iger, Bob Iger, Bob Iger. Yeah, was probably like, you need to focus on this movie, like. I need you 100% on That way episode. she's not worried about the promotion mm-hmm. of Solo and all of that kind and of stuff. And then getting... Yeah. Which I think um, why that's why Solo wasn't promoted as well because they were still trying to get Last Jedi like kind of finished out with the door. Out, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, apparently... It, it, she seems very hands-on. And she seems like she's always 
always there with yes. them, always making sure they're not messing up. So, eh, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I am. I I've been waiting very patiently for Solo to come out on on digital because I I unfortunately and I think you as well yes. only got to see the movie the one time one in time. theaters. Um, it just never worked out with my work schedule to, to get it up at, to get it up to a theater and see it a second time. Um, and I loved it the first time I saw oh, it. I, I, I've been thinking about it almost nonstop for the last week, how it, it feels like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that's the one complaint that I sort of have about The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. is it doesn't feel like Star Wars. My, my, you know what yeah, I mean? My, my brother, Matt, he said the same thing to me. He said, it, does, it doesn't feel like Star Wars. And I started thinking... It, you're right. It doesn't. It really, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll admit that 100%. It feels like a, a different movie. Right. Did I still enjoy it? Yeah. I oh, still absolutely. Enjoy it. And it, it still can inform me. And it's, yeah. And, but, but I see what you're saying. But with Solo, you're watching it. You're kind of like, this, is, like, this, this is, is Star Wars. Wars. This is pretty cool. And, you know, I had a, had a conversation with Albert. I remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was telling me that he liked Rogue One more because he felt that one was more like Star Wars. And Solo Rogue One was. is like nothing I've ever seen um, mm. in Star Wars before because it was so gritty. It mm-hmm. was a, it was a war film at the very oh, end yeah, more yeah. than it was a Star Wars film, which I really appreciate. I love that they did. Um, you know, I've I've talked about it on the podcast before, where Star Wars is such a cool universe. You can literally do any type yep. of story that you want to do a romance a mystery a war film horror like yeah. they're all possibilities and so where do you think last jedi felt falls into that into like, like like what genre was he doing with that um i think he was trying to go for god i couldn't even tell you because it's it's sci-fi it's mm-hmm. it, you know it's like we talked about last week it's that fantasy sci-fi where mm-hmm. um it feels like you know, Luke and Ray are wizards, and they're and they're <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and they're fighting bad, you know, the dark armies and all of this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It feels like that still, but it's it's got like a weird, like ethereal plane to it, if that makes any sense. Okay. A lot of the stuff that was happening between Ray and Kylo Ren was kind of it was more thinky than most Star Wars things are. I think, if that I makes think any that's sense. what it was. Was he was going for. He was going for layer upon layer, right? In a Star Wars film, whereas the other ones, they they were kind of you know, Lucas is a fantastic writer. Look right. at the prequels; he actually wrote a fantastic mm-hmm. movie each time. Where he, it was, I'm not going to say three. it was, <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to say it was one dimensional, but he pretty much had his. This is the story I need to tell. Right? Like, we know this is what's going to happen to Anakin. We know he's going to be conflicted. We we already know this, and so he could just hint at it, and we'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah, there he is, conflicted. And then whereas Johnson was like, okay, let's go deep right. into each of these characters and let's really figure out like what is really happening and what is what this character needs to go through to get to the end of the film. And, uh, and that's where a lot of people didn't like. So maybe it was more, you know, it doesn't fit into that typical sci-fi genre because it was more of a character study yes. of Rey, of Kylo Ren, of Luke. Yes. Um and just really getting into their psyche and figuring out why they make the decisions mm-hmm. they make and things like that. So um, I think maybe that's I think we just figured it out for me at least <laughs> like, that it, it was more of a it was more of a character study yes. of these three characters in particular to figure out what makes them tick and mm-hmm. why they made some why they did the decisions why they made the decisions they did and how that's affecting everything. Yeah, and it was also it was kind of there was like a mystery suspense element to it mm-hmm. where it was like did luke try to murder his nephew yes that was did so he not great. try to do it uh it was just it wasn't something you expect out of star exactly. wars exactly um, i think that's where a lot of people got turned off was that they were like that's not how it's supposed to happen and and that's what johnson was going for mm-hmm. though in in my opinion like i oh, think yeah. i think he he did what he said he was going to do where it was like this isn't going to be like any star wars you've ever seen before and it wasn't and it wasn't at all and like you said it didn't feel like star wars but i've gone back elements where my my heart gets those flutters the same like the the battle of crate Mm -hmm. um the the battle in the throne room um things like that where you're just like yeah Yeah. man lightsabers lasers Mm -hmm. i'm into it um 
but I'll let you go. I haven't interrupted you. Sorry. No, no, you're good. <laughs> I was thinking the other day. I, I went back and rewatched Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and I and I when I first watched it, I did not like Haldo. I did not like it. Interesting. The first time I watched it, I didn't like her. I was really annoyed with her. And plus, I love Laura Dern. And right. so I was like, why did they do this with Laura Dern? This makes no sense whatsoever. And then I watched it again. And I watched the beginning of the movie. And I'm like, holy crap. Poe killed hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of people yeah. at the beginning of this movie. And yes. then when she says... You know, you were demoted. That's the last thing she did to you. Uh, um, yeah. And then she says, I know exactly the type of person you are. You're this, 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 which is exactly what we don't need right now. Yep. And I was like, holy crap, it all makes sense now. Like, I don't know. For some reason, it didn't hit me that she's not telling him because she doesn't trust him at all. Right. Because he completely went against what General Leia said. Well, and she's also at the same time saying there's a time and a place for the character that you are right now, for your frame of yeah. mind. And this is not that time. This yes. the your frame of mind is let's sacrifice everything to get the outcome that we need to get. Yeah. But if we sacrifice everything, we have nothing to rebuild. Exactly. From. And so and the fact that he went through all of their bombers. Yes, every <laughs> single bomber. Most of their A-wings. Like, it was nuts. I was like, he killed all the... like. I don't know how many troopers there are in each bomber. but he. It, all... Well, it looked like they were manned by two people. The bomber themselves and the pilot. No, no, it's uh, it's three. It's the bomber, the bomber, the, the uh, gunner on the bottom. Oh, that's true. And then yeah, the, the pilot. The so there's three people. There's at least three in each one. I mean, or two, depending on the co-pilot. But they all died. Yeah. Because Poe didn't listen. Because Poe kept going. Because Poe was like, this is a chance to take out a big old ship. But it wasn't worth it. No, because, because then there came three bigger ships. <laughs> it, was, it was so... And then I think that's what Johnson was showing was, yeah, you took down that ship, but look what else you're mm-hmm. up against. And that, if you think about it in the scheme of things, that didn't accomplish anything. When he also... Johnson did this thing for me where he took the heroes of the first movie... Mm-hmm. And made them dicks. Yeah. Like, not necessarily dicks, but took some of the... the. He really magnified their flaws. Yes. Um, Poe, we've, we've already discussed that. Mm-hmm. Um, Finn, where Finn. he was talking about how... Um, you know, Finn, Finn wasn't in it for the rebellion. He was in it for his friend, Ray. Yes. And that's it. That's all Finn cared about at the beginning of that movie. Which is crazy, because the whole time I'm watching The, the Force Awakens... I'm thinking toward the end of the movie, Finn is like... Rebellion through and through. But but, when you think about The Force Awakens, the only reason he wanted that planet to explode was because this one girl finally showed him a modicum of respect. Like, he's like, hey, you're a cool dude. Like, you deserve to not be a stormtrooper. Exactly. And it was like... The the last Jedi starts. What's the first thing he yells when when he wakes up? Where's Ray? Yeah, you know he says Ray, and then the first thing he asks is where's where's, where's yeah. Ray? He doesn't give a. <laughs> I'm part of my language. But he doesn't care about the resistance and at Dane, all. Now we're gonna get that parental advice. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, James. I'm sorry, but it's true. He doesn't <laughs> care at all about the resistance. No. And okay, so dang, I hate it when I call it the rebellion because it's the resistance. It's the resi- but what's really cool is Luke renames it the rebellion yes. i was like yes Luke, get it. but he um, did the same thing so he did it with poe he did it with finn he didn't entirely do it with ray mm-hmm. but he did kind of make you question her motives yes if that makes any sense yes, very true and he did it big time with luke i think that was he needed to do that with luke because i think about what the last jedi was to all of us like before the movie came out what was going to happen with luke right. when he took that lightsaber like all this stuff was going through our heads and I and it was so symbolic, where he just tossed he it. Just tossed it. And that was Johnson saying, "Hey, all those th- theories you had, just toss it right out the window. They all wrong. They're bro. all wrong." <laughs> and um, so I was talking to our our good friend Albert. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to work with him the other day. Like, I didn't, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, you're here. Let's talk about Star Let's Wars." Talk about Star- <laughs> and we did. We just said it. And, and, and I, his wife had told me, "We do not like the Last Jedi." We don't like it. I was like, why? And then so he told me, he says, what up, what's up with Snoke? Why did, that was so, he was so, he was built up so much. And I was yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, he wasn't even built up that yeah, much. He was in two scenes in one movie. Yes. And I said. <laughs> and that was it. We built up Snoke. If you really think about it. Yeah, Johnson the, and Abrams didn't say anything about yeah, Snoke. They, to, to them, Snoke was just a, a means to an end for Kylo Ren. 
they needed just this character for this right. part to the, and they get to the end. I don't think they really had this crazy. It's obvious now they didn't they didn't think anything of it, and it's obvious if you really watch the Force Awakens. Snoke is in there a little bit. They talk about him a little bit, but it's mostly about Kylo. It's mostly yes. about what's going on with Kylo Ren, and and then you watch um, the Last Jedi, and then you figure out, oh, that's that's what was going on. The fans are what made Snoke something, something. Yeah, if you really think about it, not not them. They didn't want anything with Snoke. Um, what else was there that he said? Uh, I know, I'm just going through picking on him. He's a great guy. He's a wonderful <laughs> no, he's, man. And he always. It's interesting. He's one of those Star Wars fans where most of the time he says something, you may not even necessarily agree with what he says, but he's so passionate about yes. it because it's Star Wars. Um, it's one of those things where you just you just want to have a conversation with him about it because you're mm-hmm. curious what he thinks. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, we're good. Um, um, one of the things that he hold on, I'll pause it. But yeah, one thing that he was telling me. Oh, and also Albert has a an imperial tattoo yeah. and a rebel rebellion tattoo. And I made a joke. I was like, "You want to like scratch those off?" He goes, "Yeah." Now after the Last Jedi, I just want to no. scratch. I think he was just messing with yeah, me. Yeah, I'm sure he was messing. But uh, one of the things he said, and it's one of the things that when I watched it, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I love the Last Jedi, but I was turned off by a couple of things throughout the movie. But I still love the movie overall. Right. Um, the one of the things I was turned off by was Re- uh, Rose's kiss. And, yes, and Rose not, uh, and and Finn not dying because even when I first watched it, I was kind of like they're gonna kill Finn, and then he doesn't die, and I was kind of like, oh, okay, that was kind of lame. You wanted Finn to go out? I it, it, the way it was building up, I felt you expected him. To this die. is this is gotcha. how he's. This is okay. This is if he's gonna die, this is how they get one off. If he Finn. dies, he dies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when she kissed him, I was kind of like, well, I, I don't get it. That's that yeah. was weird. I, but then. I watch, like I said, I went back and I watched it again, and then I'm watching it, and then I hear, I see Poe looking, and it's almost like he's having a flashback of the beginning of the movie, and he's like, "No, wait, this is stupid. Yeah, we need to, we need to turn around right now." He says it, I think he says it twice. Rose tells him. I think Rose says it like a couple more times. <laughs> Finn turned around, <laughs> freaking kamikaze, and um, <laughs> somebody was like, "But he he was gonna fly right into it." I yeah. was like. No, he wasn't. They show it. They show his gun just melt. Yep. The begin the front of his ship is melting. You know what would have happened if he hit that thing? Just fly on a fly on a windshield. Yes. And I was thinking about. I never saw the movie, but I saw the scene. uh, Rain of Fire with um, With Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey. You remember? Did you ever see how Matthew McConaughey's character dies in that? Oh, spoiler alert! Sorry, Matthew McConaughey's Uh, character. No, I can't say that I have. He he's like running and he like jumps up in the air with his axe and he's like yelling and and then fire from a dragon and then a dragon just comes (laughs) and catches him and flies away and eats him. Like (laughs) that's that's it. That's it. And it was like this. That's what what would have wound up happening because there wouldn't have been enough of a ship left to do any damage Mm -hmm. to that machine, and he would have died. And it would have been the stupidest thing. And I think Johnson would have done it the way it was supposed to happen, which is he's flying. It's that heroic moment. And then just, poof, yep. And, and, like, the, and the crowd's just like, Oh, oh. <laughs> and then, and then the crowd would be like, that was dumb of Finn. Mm-hmm. Why did Finn think he could do exactly? There was no way. And instead they took out all their hate and anger on Rose on Rose for, for stopping him. Yeah. And it's like, no, she saved him. And she says, I saved you dummy. Like <laughs> seriously, like what did you think you were going to do? Yeah. Like, what did you, like it's almost like him going up against Kylo Ray with a lightsaber. We're all like, "Oh man, this is pretty." And then you're he's like, "He's holding his own." He's holding. And, and the like, moment Kylo Ren turns it on, it's like, "Dude, you were holding your own. Yeah, I was you, letting you. Yeah, I was baiting you, man. He was just letting you. Like, hey, I'll mess with you a little bit. Yeah. And then boom, done. So there's so many things that he did with the Last Jedi. Johnson did with the Last Jedi that we weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've said it over and over again, it was absolutely necessary. For the saga to, for that to happen, like I felt like it was nuts. It, like, but I felt like it was necessary. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I and I I don't. I mean, I am not jealous of Ryan Johnson for having the job that he had because mm-hmm. man, he he's gotten a lot of flack from the fans for what oh, yeah. he did to the to the saga, mm-hmm. um, and unnecessarily, in my opinion. Like, oh yeah, you know, just because it wasn't your vision, you know. Disney didn't pay you to create your yeah, vision. Exactly. They created him to create his vision for the saga. Yeah, yeah, they paid him to create the vision for right. Know. And and plus, he's a storyteller. Like right. he, he's he studied 
film. I think he went to USC, the same as George Lucas. He also, yeah, he's he knows what he's doing, yeah. man. Like it's it's ridiculous, and it, the the amount of flack he's getting is, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is this is crazy. Like, it makes me it makes me worried for his like. It makes me weird that they're going to, like, M. Night Shyamalan him, basically. You know what I mean? Like, M. Night Shyamalan, after, was it the Last Airbender, that movie mm-hmm. that came out? He didn't make a movie for, like, 15 years. Yeah. He... <laughs> or if he did, it was very quietly. It, like, wrecked his career for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I, I worry that Johnson's going to have the same kind of flashback where he's going to keep making, you know, movies, his indie movie that's coming out soon, his mm-hmm. new trilogy, and people just aren't going to see it. Because they were, they're still pissed about one movie that happened. And to be fair, The Last Airbender is really, really bad. <laughs> I watched it because I love Avatar, The Last Airbender, mm. the, the Nick, Nicktoon. Mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he ruined it. It's one of the worst things I've ever sat through. So a lot of people felt the same way about Last Jedi. Yeah. A lot of people were like, he ruined Star Wars. And I, I consider myself a pretty big Star Wars fan. I consider myself... Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. It's weird. It's yeah. I wouldn't have never guessed. Right? Isn't that weird? <laughs> I know people. A lot of people don't know that when they meet me. Um, so having said that, I loved the Last Jedi. I loved what Ryan Johnson did with the Last Jedi because if he would have done what we all expected him to do, mm-hmm. it would have been boring. It yeah. would have been like, oh yeah, that was it was a cool action movie. But then if you really look at it, like nothing really happens. Nothing but... changed the storyline. Nothing. Nothing progressed. Yeah. You know, I, I go back to the Empire Strikes Back. Your hero of the first movie gets knocked out in the first two minutes of your film. Yeah. And you're like, that's... And then... Interesting. Yeah. For some odd reason, people... Were, now, I think all it is with the with Empire Strikes Back is that we know Return of the Jedi is after that. Right. So we nobody yells at Empire Strikes Back anymore because we know... Oh, the sixth movie's there. We can just always watch Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's gonna be they they save the day. It's it's wonderful. But you gotta remember, back in the day, a lot of people when they saw Empire were like, "What? Yeah, like what happened? To, why did Luke get kidnapped? Why, why did, did Luke get, get all butt handed yeah, to him by like, Vader? And, yeah, yeah, why? Yeah, why didn't Luke defeat Vader? Like why? Right then and there. Like, like this he, is so stupid, yeah. you know? And why didn't Leia's go with Luke and instead of like this is dumb but then it's like but we all nobody has that argument because we know that there's return of the jedi and the ewoks are going to take care of everything ewoks are going to take care of everything see they nobody nobody had that hindsight nobody back. ever expects the tiny furry guys to, <laughs> right? to fix all the problems oh my gosh if, if abrams does that in nine i'm gonna be so pissed off. i'm gonna be so overjoyed i'm that gonna be just... so pissed off if he does that um which i i think um after nine i mean after eight i think that's why i think J- abrams is gonna do like <laughs> I think he's got a, I don't know, man. I think he has like a whole, you know, playground to play with. Like oh, he's yeah. got, he's just going to be like, here I go. Yeah. This is the, this is the movie. We're all going to be like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be something pretty, pretty great. Um, but yeah, what I really want to do is I really want to have a big debate with like on the last Jedi with David. Like one day I just want David and I to like go at like, I feel like I could moderate because I, I, I do really enjoy The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. but I don't disagree with a lot of the criticisms. It gets. Oh, no. Like, I, I read the criticisms and I go, okay, I see that. But then I read some of them, I'm like, you're just being stupid. You're just whining. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, that's not even close to being. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the other thing that bugs me about, because we were talking about Snoke, I'm going to bring it back to Snoke mm-hmm. for a little bit, is there's. I wish there was more backstory for Snoke. Mm-hmm. Um,. How did he get to the position of power he was in? Mm-hmm. You know, they explain in some of the books, the Empire goes out to unknown space, and then the First Order comes back and starts mm-hmm. infiltrating things. I had read it was his knowledge was what what, what made them gravitate toward him, was his right. knowledge of, of what's going on and what he can do with the galaxy. And then well, and his knowledge then, of the Force, too, yeah. is, is unlike anything we've seen and up then, until this point. So how much... How much credence do you give to the fact that he says that he was the reason that that mind link between Ray and Kylo Ren? Happened? I believe it a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think there's any like doubt. I believe he did that. I mean, why? What about you? I don't know because it always, it always kind of played weird to me because he's not in any of those visions. He's not in the background of Kylo Ren 
when he's having these visions. And mm -hmm. the first couple of times it happens, Kylo Ren's like, what the hell is happening? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If if you were going to do that with your apprentice, wouldn't you fill them in a little bit? I, I, I don't believe. I don't believe that at all. I think he did it on purpose. I think he wanted to see what would happen with Kylo Ren. I think that was the whole deal. I don't think he gave a crap about... Right. What Ray was actually doing, I knew. I think he always knew. I'm going to get this information from Ray, right? Anyways, I want to see what my apprentice does now, and he just did that. I think he did it all to test out his apprentice to see what was going on and what his choices were going to be. And I mean, it bit him in the butt, regardless of. I mean, yeah, regardless, he did it. But then we don't. We don't <laughs> know. Like, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Snoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we don't know whether or not like. Snoke's gonna come back in nine. You know what I mean? Like, there's. I, mean, I don't think he is. But I think <laughs> have you ever heard? So the old extended, un the Legends universe, mm -hmm. um, that what the Emperor did in that. No. So, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. A lot of the books um, are Luke and the New Jedi Order and stuff dealing with Sheev Palpatine clones. Mm. And every time you kill one of the clones, he is his spirit pops out of it and goes into the next clone, like a Horcrux, kind of like a Horcrux. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. But this is before Harry Potter came yeah, out. Yeah, even. yeah, yeah. Um, ah. Yeah, <laughs> where are you getting your ideas from, J.K.? Yeah, um, what is up, man? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he would just go from one clone to another, and eventually, I think they they found where the clone factory was or something oh along those God. lines. It was ridiculous. Did you ever... Like, they were online. I don't know if they were legit or not, but have you ever, like, typed in synopsis of Star Wars 7, 8, and 9? Like, did you ever... Oh, Lu uh, Lucas's version? Yeah. Uh, I have not, no. Apparently, there was this whole ordeal with the hand. Uh, Luke's hand? Luke's hand was being used by the Geonosians to clone another Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, was, you know, I had heard something about that. That was that was, was going to be like a dark Luke or something, yes, right? Yeah. And then, like, apparently, the beginning of Episode Seven and this draft was on Cloud City is now the training ground for the Jedi. And In Bespin, yes. And that, Whoa. and that, um, an Imperial like ship comes in and these guys have like jetpacks on they fly in and their armor looks like vaders and they call themselves like the Vader worshippers and that's who like they start killing and like that was like. That's what was supposed to happen. That's silly. But it's really weird that <laughs> that was like what, what, what Lucas had in mind for that. Um, I mean, okay, let me ask you this question. How do you feel about Disney saying, thank you, Lucas, but we're, we'll take it from here? I'm good with it. Like, um, how would, I mean, do you think Lucas was okay with that? Or do you think Lucas was kind of like, you guys suck? <laughs> like, like, I think Lucas was like, thanks for a ridiculous sum of money that I can do whatever I want with now. I, I don't think. I think Lucas was tired of getting flack for the prequels, and it's insane and, how yeah. it's, it's it's makes me so sad. Like I wish happened. they kept him on as a consultant, mm -hmm. um, because it is his story to begin with. Oh yeah. Um, so you know, even if they if they made episode seven and episode eight, and now they're making episode nine, I wish they would be like so. Here's the script. What do you think? Because mm -hmm. um, you don't really hear any reports of that. You hear him showing up on set and being like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. And <laughs> what was it he said after he went to episode eight? That was interesting. It was interesting, yeah. It was like, um, what does that mean? <laughs> but you don't hear him like having any input into it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know that I necessarily want to see his vision. Um, because like I said, like I've said many times with the prequels, his vision is kind of skewed it's kind of like what i was talking about with george rr R. martin the other day where mm -hmm. it's been so long since he played in the universe and he messed with the characters he's forgotten what their voices sound like mm. um i was watching um somebody put on youtube um from pixels no from puppets to pixels and it was mm -hmm. the documentary that was on episode two about the visual effects okay about what they were doing and like uh, what was that oh, what's the well, what do you know, guy from... Uh, oh, uh, Dak. Dak. Not Dak. No, not Dak. It's, Dex. uh... Crap. Dex? Dex. Dex. Dex's diner. Yeah. Yeah. De uh, yeah. And, like, the amount of, like, thought that went... And, like, how much thought they were going into that character. Yeah. And he's only in the... For one scene. I believe his race is a basilisk? 
best that's from the from Harry Potter the snake no that's what their their race is <laughs> called I mean you know, I, 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 I saw uh, one of those popped up in um, Twilight Company uh, yeah, Star Wars yeah Twilight Company I thought that was pretty um, cool and then there's one in the Clone Wars cartoons um, oh okay. he's a Jedi who uh, starts working for the Separatists and he's just like making the clones kill themselves in this battle over that's, and over again. That's he's, disgusting. Yeah, it's awful. He's a terrible character. He <laughs> well, looks what, cool, though. What do you know? What do you know? It's Obi-Wan. I like that. You can, tell, you can tell me by telling me what this is, Dex. I don't know. <laughs> Directed by George Lucas. Like, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> but um, the amount of thought that Lucas was putting into the digital characters, and and you can really see, like, what he was what he was doing with this and it was insane right what he was doing with that movie i mean you we've, we've said it before you, you can't knock the the skill he had for the digitals of it for, and the and the, the world building of it too with the i don't think anyone's come close i think spielberg finally matched it with ready player one this past well, and year and avatar and avatar that's it no one else has been able to do what lucas did with Three movies, one, two, and three. Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, and then you can really see, and I, like, and I can go back and watch episode one, two, and three. I'm never gonna go watch Avatar again, probably. Yeah. Like, um, and long. honestly, Ready Player One, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I need to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the visuals were spectacular in Ready yeah. Player One, though. Like the the, the shining. Yeah, the shining scene, the race car scene is yep. pretty great. The scene where. Um, uh, God, the creator of the Oasis, uh, Halliday. Halliday, when he's talking to um the main guy's avatar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're like, is he CG right now, yeah. or is he actually acting? Oh my gosh, some of that stuff, I was like, this is incredible. And all of that is thanks to George Lucas. What and, doing and, and episode one and Attack episode of two the Clones? And... I think was the huge. A lot of people consider you know Phantom Menace like a big moment, right? But if you really think about what happened with digital effects, it was. The, it was Attack of the Clones that really shot everything. The one thing, my one complaint with that though, is there's there's not enough substance to those yeah. to those graphics. Um, you can tell it's people pretending. Uh, I showed I showed my fiance the scene where uh, Anakin and Padme are eating, and he brings oh. the the fake fruit over and pretends to cut fruit. Like you can tell if there was no computer graphics there there's clearly nothing they're not working with fruit at all and then he like takes the pick, puts the slice back to her and she like stabs it all awkwardly into the air and then takes a big old fake bite out of it and the bite doesn't match the amount that she would have yep. <laughs> actually taken off and it was like you know he was going he got, he went crazy there but you know i, I but you he was just... trying to do something that had never been done before so much respect to him but you know they need to blend the the visuals with substance you mm-hmm. can't have you just shouldn't shoot a movie with real actors and a bajillion blue screens or green screens in this case it was green screens but uh, that's one thing i think um that J- abrams did with the force awakens mm-hmm. where the opening shot you see the planet you see the ship come up through and you know cover the planet right. which was really great such and a cool see, shot and you see the ships come by and then it cuts to the interior, and you're like, "Those are 100% real dudes in suits, right yeah, there, sitting in a in a pit with a guy lording over them." And yeah, yeah, like I was like, "What in the?" world? And then you see BB-8 roll up at the beginning of Force Awakens. I'm like, "That's not a digital BB-8. Nope. That's 100% real." What's yeah, happening? It's, you just you just have to figure. It, it's a balance between digitals mm-hmm. and practicals, and and I think Abrams. I think Abrams heard the cry of the people. Yeah. <laughs> I think Abrams was like, all right, let's... Well, one thing I like that Abrams says is, you know, even though we did a lot of things in this movie, there's a ton of visual effects in The Force Awakens. There are. Oh, there's yeah, like, of course there is. Because... There's insane amounts of visual effects. Well, because you can't, you can't fly an X-Wing in real life. It just what? You just can't do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't blow up a planet in real life and just... It just doesn't happen normally. Exactly, and or I, you can record it. And but one thing that I think what George Lucas was was doing was he was he wanted to have no boundaries with the prequels, which he didn't. But the problem with those boundaries were those boundaries like there's the limit. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he, he way was, passed it. Yeah, up. he was like really passing up the limit. To the I've said it before the the graphics in Episode One are better than Episode Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode Two, you watch it now, it is 
you might as well be watching the Clone Wars. Well, a cartoon. And then plus the <laughs> the amount of time that was spent on Episode One mm-hmm. was was ridiculous. Like yeah. that movie had to be perfect. Um, which visual visually it is. It's it's the, that pod racing stuff. Still to this day, I'm like, this was made almost 20 years ago. Yeah, and it's how, it looks hyper realistic. How yeah. do they do that? And then whereas after 99, what was it? 2002. So 99. right. Yeah. So then you got kind of a not a rush, but kind of like not as much time as you were. Right. On you. And um, so with episode two, you could tell like it was a little bit more rushed, even though it was bigger right it was still pushed a little bit well faster and, they, than... and they just they didn't have sets in episode two no they didn't there's like three sets in that whole movie it's the the dinner scene the one scene where they're rolling around in the you know in the grass everything else is blue screen i yep. think i can't think of another scene in that entire movie where i'm pretty sure they were on a set parts of the the coliseum mm-hmm. had practical effects with it mm-hmm. but man it is it is all green screen all the time in that but, movie but then you know you got to look at george lucas and his his way of thinking and he says you know i don't ever want to see the original movies redone redone the, the, or, the way they were the way they were yeah. i never want to see them i only want to see my new cut of and, and then you got to look at the way he, you know he comes in to build his sets and he's like why do I have to do that? I can just do this. I can just make it with a computer. Yeah, yeah. And, and I could see where he was, um, where he was going for it. I mean, did you ever hear what James Cameron said? If he had the technology he had, he has now when he did Titanic, he said, "I would not have done the kiss on the on the bow of the ship with a real sunset like we did. I would have digitally done it." See, and that's but that's. But that's trash. <laughs> it's trash, yeah. But then you got to think. Well, have you ever heard the story? I know we're gonna get into weird. I I love the movie Titanic. Did you ever hear the story about that? That the kiss on the bow mm. of the ship of Titanic. Okay, so they had like they set aside three nights, uh, like right sunset to do it. Okay, the first night overcast, the second night same thing overcast, and the third night it was like it was raining, and they're like, it's oh, we're not, we're never gonna get this shot. And then they said out of nowhere, the sun just like just shown and all the clouds cleared away and they're like everybody get up and they say kate winslet was running up to the front <laughs> the makeup people are throwing all the stuff on her that's amazing and they said we have it we had it tracked we yelled action and we did it he says but it's a little bit out of focus but that's the shot we used that's the only one they were able to that get that's the only one they were able to yeah. get and he goes we did it one more time but it wasn't as great and he says, and that's how we did it. And so hearing that story, well, fact that he's probably the only person in the world who's like, it was out of focus. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure everybody else is like, that's a perfect shot. That's a beautiful shot. It, it's yeah. a, but I think it, it works because it's a beautiful moment in the movie. It's right. the first time they kiss and blah, 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 blah. Um, but hearing that story. Stop. James, it's okay. You can cry. I know. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> I'll never let go check. Um, <laughs> so I, like I, I've said before, like I, I've helped with films and I've like right. done stuff and when that sun starts going down, man, it is like, holy crap. We got to go. We got to yeah. go. We got to go. And then so to hear him say, I would have done it digitally, I'm like, I get it. Yeah, like, I get. I understand why 100%. he would do it. But if you don't have to, why would you? You know what I mean? Like, because it's if, you, it, if you've got something that the audience can grasp onto and feel mm-hmm. like it feels real, it feels like a moving picture as opposed to a moving... Two people sitting in front of a moving, you know what I mean, like yeah. in front of a moving cartoon. <laughs> it's it just it's better. Or, it's better for the audience. But then, yeah, it's better for the audience. But then think about it this way: if you have the tools, why not utilize them? So I, I think I think that's what George was really doing with. Well, the and prequels. I and I understand that, but in a way, not that he has to respect the audience, mm-hmm. but in a way, by going away from practical events. Mm-hmm. Effects, I should say. I don't know why I said events. I got I excited. Know, that was weird. Um, yeah. That's a different E word. I just go through <laughs> the glossary in yeah. my head. Extravagant, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but by going away from practical effects and you know taking your audience out of the moments going, that's CG, this is CG, that's clearly CG, it's kind of a slap in the face of the audience. It's disrespecting the people that are paying the money to mm-hmm. see the product that you created. But then part of me, 
I get it. 100%. I get it. Uh, even, like, now the Avengers movies, I'm still like, that's not even close to being real. Right. Like, how Peter... Well, and the graphics in, the, in like, Infinity War mm-hmm. are amazing up until, like, the last two minutes of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's, like, clearly they just, like... <laughs> took Bruce Banner's head and put it on the Hulkbuster. Yeah, it was like, what was... What <laughs> this looks all... so good all movie and now it looks like garbage. Yeah, what are you guys all, doing? What were y'all thinking with that? Whereas, I, I I get what you're saying. It's a slap in the face. Yeah. But at the same time, Star Wars is known for its monumental breakthrough with visual with special, effects, special yeah. effects, back in 77 and then back, you know, in 80 and 83. And so, I can see where George was like, okay, that was huge then. Let me see what the now that what toys do I have now that I can use to tell the story the same way I did back in seventy seven. So, but the thing with the with that is, yes, it was visually groundbreaking in seventy seven. Mm-hmm. Was it eighty and eighty three? Yeah. But n- a lot of those effects, the reason they were so groundbreaking was because of how realistic they looked because they were practical. Mm-hmm. Most of them, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you when you take what you did well out of it and, and make it all animated and all computer graphics it's amazing i like i'm not i don't want to say i hate it but it just it takes me personally out of episode two in particular where i'm just like why did they even cast actors in this movie you know what i mean (laughs) i remember when episode two had come out they they had taken a picture with george lucas next to the digital camera and my mind was like i my head exploded yeah because i was like they're is this really what the future is for film? Even mm-hmm. at a young age, I was like, this is this is weird. And did you ever hear like the big controversy though? Like whenever Lucas said, I'm never doing film anymore, I'm doing digital. Mm-hmm. Like people in Hollywood were like, you're dumb. Yeah. Like you're stupid. Now everybody does digital. But he was the first one. I think he was the first one to go to yeah, it. Yeah. I think Robert Rodriguez also was like, hey, if Obi-Wan Kenobi is doing digital, I'm going to do digital. <laughs> that's what he said. And, um, and so anyways... And See, but that's the other thing. Like, Robert Rodriguez in particular, mm-hmm. like, made his mark with El Mariachi, like, mm-hmm. a super low-budget movie where the effects were trash, but they didn't need to be good mm-hmm. because the story was there. And then you I, get to Spy Kids. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I haven't really seen Spy Kids, if I'm going to be totally honest with you. It's a fun The first two I hear are pretty good. Um, It's a fun film. The third one's supposed to be not very good. Yeah, but then what happened? Um, But then, you know, the base was the story and the characters Mm -hmm. and things like that. Episode two, the base is not the story and the characters. It's the graphics. Mm -hmm. And again, that's a slap in the face for the audience, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see what you mean, but... I don't know, man. Like he, he did pour a lot into each of those movies. No, I'm. I, and, I don't want to take away from no, anything no, he know, did, know, but I'm just, I'm just saying my reason for not liking yeah. episode two very much <laughs> is because of there's no, there's nothing to hold on to realistically. Yeah, true. I remember they were like digital cameras. I was like, this movie's gonna look weird, and it did. It looked, yeah. it looked weird, but at the same time, back in was it 2002? It was like holy. Crap. Well, and again. That movie on the theater in the theater looked amazing. Yeah. I remember seeing that and and seeing Yoda walk up to a clone trooper um when he's talking about moving to the forward command post mm-hmm. and blah 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 and being like this none of that is real but it looks so good. My mind is literally blown right now. Mm-hmm. And then I got home and I threw on the DVD and I was like, this does not look as good as it did in the theater. <laughs> there was the one shot in the movie that I was like, this is look, this doesn't look great. It's the shot where Anakin jumps into the speeder at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. and he reverses back. <laughs> Why does he reverse? <laughs> and then he flies forward. The fact, just how weird yeah. it looked, because it's really Hayden Christensen is sitting in that. But nothing is real around him, and no. like, they pull it back. That was the only part that bothered me the whole time when I first watched like the in movie. theaters. In theater, yeah. I was like, "That was bizarre." Um, and then, but I loved, I loved the fight. I loved the uh, right in theaters. Oh. I loved that movie, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until I got home and I was just like, "Dude, this does not look." I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's maybe I'm watching it on the wrong setting on my TV set. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, the scene that always bothered me regardless of whether or not I saw it in theaters or not, is when uh, Anakin and Padme are in the field oh, and he's riding the cow that's thing. That's the worst. And it's just like, this it looks 
terrible. It just looks terrible. And plus, those creatures look like Desmites. You know what I mean? Like they look, they look, <laughs> yes. they look so. It's like why, why was that the choice, Lucas? <laughs> like you could have picked anything, but he's like, let's pick, let's pick these things. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say that the Yoda fight was pretty cool, and you know what was really awesome was watching the the making of that. Like I said, for pictured from. Pixel puppets bit. to pictures. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, I loved was they were talking about how to get, how does like he reaches in and pulls out the lightsaber, mm-hmm. and Lucas was like, "Well, what if he moves aside the the thing calls to reveal to the lightsaber?" And then he calls it to him, and I was like, "Lucas, that was a damn good idea you did there." <laughs> and, and it looks cool. And it looks freaking amazing. You think about it in the moment. You're like, "That's so impractical." Why? <laughs> you're like, "I can use the force. Check it out." <laughs> it's just I look super cool. Right I thought now. it was. I I still think it's. The, I still the think most it looks amazing. Awesome thing in the whole world. Um, and there was a, there was a few other things where I'm watching, and I'm like, "Man, that was Lucas's idea. Like that was, yeah, that was amazing. That was a really cool choice." And apparently. The shot in Solo that uh, Lucas had a say in was not a say, but he said, you know, it'd be pretty funny. If you did it this way. If, that, it was yeah. um, when they're in the cape room and she has the cape. And I think they originally had him like pick it up and like hang it on the thing. But he says, uh, Han would just like grab it and just <laughs> toss it. <laughs> and, and, and then uh, Alden Ehrenreich said that when they did that, he said George Lucas acted out that scene. That's funny. and he says for a second I was like Han Solo came from him. The, the he says Han I was in your brain. At some I point. could tell right there that you you were Han Solo because he says Harrison Ford has said that you know it was George's idea for right. Han Solo. Like it was George's like everything I did was his idea for what Han Solo was supposed to do. And so when Alden Ehrenreich said that I was like oh, that's really cool. That means that. A lot of those things that we like about Harrison Ford in the first Star Wars was George Lucas like right. telling him like this is what you're gonna this you is how you walk around like you this. should walk around like this <laughs> and I, I mean I've seen the making of it where they're they're with uh, Ahmed Best for Episode mm-hmm. One and he was like doing a walk and then George Lucas was like no you, it's it's like this and then he did the he, walk like, physically does it for and him. it was like oh, that was that's how the walk came about yeah. was George Lucas was like this is how you're gonna walk man and I think a lot of people don't realize that with George with the making of all these movies was like, yeah, we hear these stories where he was kind of like stand like not standoffish, but like, like he let the really... actors do their thing really. But then yeah. he also was like, he kind of was the, the maker of it all. Well, and I and wonder like, if maybe he like, because episode one, two and three, he had like names in those movies. Yes. You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. four, five and six, those people didn't like, you know, none of those people were big Hollywood names at that point. The only one who was big was um, Peter Cushing, um, and then Carrie Fisher because of her name, because of her lineage, yeah. not because of not what because she of her had mo- done, yeah. not because of her accomplishments. So I wonder if he was like, "Look, you kids don't know what you're doing. I made a, a handful of movies at this point. I know what I'm doing." Yeah, yeah. And so, and so when he gets on there with. With Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman and Liam Neeson, Jeez. that cast is insane. By the way, that cast—I um, don't know. No, we said it the other week. Nobody really realizes how huge that cast was. And Samuel L. Jackson yes. and Frank Oz, and I mean, he'd already worked with Frank, but and then you had Ian McDermott come back as Ian as as the Emperor oh. and all of that kind of stuff. But when you think about it, I wonder if he was like intimidated by the resumes. Oh, okay, I see because you, you know Natalie Portman was already. Natalie Portman at that mm-hmm. time. She already had been in a ton of movies. I mean, Leon the Professional alone. And plus she was huge on Broadway at that point. Like, she was big on Broadway. Interesting. Because, yeah, sorry, go on. No, you're okay. Um, and then Ewan McGregor had already been... Trainspotting. Trainspotting. And, and, but, like, critically acclaimed yeah. movies that were talking about how great of an actor he is. And then Liam Neeson was Schindler. Oscar yeah, he's Schindler. Freaking Schindler. He's Liam Neeson. Like, come on. And it was nuts. Like that. And cast. so I wonder I wonder if in four, five, and six he was a, he was more hands on as a director because he didn't trust the performance he was gonna get from oh, those, I see those actors. Okay. And in one, two, and three, he was like, Well, I mean you guys know these guys you're... are gonna win Oscars at some point. I'm just gonna just gonna more focus on the effects. Yeah, okay. I see what um, you're saying. And that's why that's because the, if you think about it. There's not a lot of directing as far as acting goes in those movies. Yeah. It's also crazy. He's got Kieran Knightley as an extra. Yeah, Kieran Knightley was <laughs> like an a extra strong extra in that movie, but an extra. You know, uh, Sofia Coppola 
was also uh, one of the uh, one of the handmaids. The handmaids, really. And I think uh, even Roman Coppola, which is Coppola, Coppola's son, was also one of the the officers. That's insane. It was like it's like you have all of these people who are huge. I mean, it's the same thing as putting like Prince William and Prince Harry in stormtrooper yeah, outfits, but and Daniel Craig as a stormtrooper, like <laughs> yeah, like that was you know the story about the, the that cameo, right? For, the Daniel Craig, the cameo? Daniel Craig cameo. They I were filming. Uh, they were filming Spectre, mm-hmm. like that's and the, uh, at Elstree, uh, right? Uh, studios and uh, Pinewood Studios. Sorry, Pinewood. Yeah, Elstree is like I think the city where it is. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> we don't live in England. Pinewood uh, Studios was where they were filming, and that he. On lunch break of Spectre, like only he and Abrams and like I think somebody else knew about it. He like left for lunch, walked onto the set. They put the stuff on him. He shot the stuff, and then he went back and he kept filming for Spectre. And nobody, nobody caught that he had left to go do that. He was probably real hungry though. Oh man, but you know what, dude? (laughs) If somebody says. Hey, do you, you want to have a random ass candy cameo in Star Wars? Like, yeah, I would love. To. I would love. What do you? What am I gonna do? This? I'll. I don't care. I'll nobody's. do that all day. Yeah. How many takes do you need? I'm, but I'm yeah, sure they, they did it in like one or two takes. Uh, yeah, knowing Craig, he probably walked in, boom, 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 out the door. Did Daisy um, Ridley know it was I, Daniel? Craig? I don't know. I want to look that up. Whether or not she knew it was him, but he, I don't know because Daniel Craig. A lot of people don't know this about Craig is that he can. He his voice actually he can go different yeah. places with it. Like, I mean, did you ever see the movie Road to Perdition? Can't say that I did. Well, he does an American like accent in that mm, movie, mm-hmm. and I, to the point when I saw him like later on, I was like, oh, he's not American. He's Get the hell out British. of here! <laughs> yeah, but anyways, back to back to Deadpool. Um, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> if you don't know, that's our little. Uh, what were we talking about? What were we talking about? Oh, about the actor, the caliber of the actor. Oh yeah, yeah. So I wonder many... if that's why because you know a director should really direct their actors mm-hmm. and i have a feeling he was like that's why he was able to do with ahmed best because ahmed best was a nobody at mm-hmm. that time and i'm and you see shots with him talking to jake lloyd and him talking to uh hayden christensen and mm-hmm. stuff like that because neither of one of them were like big well big, known big yet at that point mm-hmm. but for like ewan mcgregor you see him having a conversation with ewan mcgregor and then like ewan mcgregor just continues doing whatever he's doing you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so I wonder if I wonder if that could be a factor in the performances because you know there's a ton of stupid talented people in, that, oh, yeah. in those movies. All of them, like in every, like it was nuts. It yeah. was nuts how many people. Which is why when they brought back the when they brought them back seven, eight, and nine, and Ray was an unknown actress, and Finn had been in one movie that I had known about beforehand, mm-hmm. and. I mean, Oscar Isaac is Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac was already Oscar um, Isaac. You know, I, I was excited because the two leads don't have a huge resume. Yes. And so especially Ray. Like, Ray had no... She was in, like, a commercial, I think. Yeah, and it was like, who? And Finn, of course, Finn, Attack the Attack Block. Attack the Block. Holy so crap. awesome. But that character is not Finn. Yes. <laughs> that character is very the opposite of Finn. I like that Abrams kind of went for that. And... um I know that Coppola had told Lucas to go for unknowns, mm-hmm. but Lucas still casted people who were known but weren't big. Crazy big. Whereas yeah. Mark Hamill had done TV shows, Harrison Ford had done, I think, just, I think American Graffiti and may have been like his a first. very small role in American yeah. Graffiti, right? And, yeah. then, uh, and then Carrie Fisher was Carrie Fisher. Right. And so it was like he casted these people, and Coppola was like, you should have gone for the stage. I think that's what he told him. You should have gone for stage and other low. Like, right. Not not what you've done. And did you ever hear what Alan Ladd Jr. said? Mm-hmm. He, uh, Alan Ladd Jr. was the only person at Fox who trusted George Lucas. <laughs> no, he trusted George Lucas. He didn't trust the story. Right. He was like, I would have lied if I told you I think Mark Hamill's a great choice or that Harrison Ford is, would be a great Han Solo. He says... I'd be lying to you, but he, I trust George Lucas to make yeah, the right call. But he That's was amazing. saying, like, he was like, I, I didn't think it was going to be a good cast. I was like, holy crap. I'm glad that... Produ- so the, the, the story goes with Alalad Jr. was that he was a... A fan of George Lucas. He had seen THX 1138 right. and American Graffiti, and he was like, this kid has something. And he went up to him and said, "If whatever you're going to do next, I want to be there to help you. 
I got this thing called Star Wars I want to do. And he was like, oh, crap. Oh, oh man. I opened okay. my mouth too soon. I, I want to, I'll do the next thing that you want to do. But he, I mean, he, he frisked his neck big time for that. He, uh, if you ever like watch like what happened, like each meeting they'd had about the movie, he would have to go in there and give a, a report about it. And they, the executives there called it that space movie. We've heard yeah. enough about George yeah, Lucas yeah. and that space movie. And he calls them up and he says, hey, if you, if you don't have the movie done by by Monday when I have to give the meeting, they're gonna shut you down. So finish that movie, and like I think they a week they went, and they finally finished Star Wars. That's so stressful. I know, right? It makes me it makes me stressed. My, I'm like my stomach is tense thinking. About I'm telling it. you, when if ever I become a big Hollywood director or producer, I want to make a movie about the making of Star Wars. I think that'd be a great. I think it'd be interesting. I think at the very be, least, yeah. Yeah, and then like it ends with everybody, all the kids' faces as they watch the screen. I think that would just be the best movie ever. Lucasfilm, I just gave you a really good idea. So I'm just gonna. On that note, copyright James Ferreira, yeah, Star yeah. Wars stuff podcast. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, anything so. else to report today? Um, no, I mean I brought stuff to talk about, but you know we didn't need it. We so. didn't need it. Yeah, we did pretty good. Um, but um, uh, yeah, so hopefully the next time we meet, we'll have a solo commentary. I yes. know we said we would last last week, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah, this we're week, really man. sorry for y'all who um, are looking forward to that. So yeah, we'll 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 do. We'll do fun stuff in the future. Yes. Uh, thank you guys for listening, though, for sure. We we appreciate every every single one of you folks yes. out there. Oh, and I, I, I got called out on uh, YouTube. Oh, yeah? Uh, I did. I, I made a, a statement that Anakin and Grievous had met in the Clone Wars, when in fact they never did meet in the Clone Wars or in the cartoons. They, they never actually had a scene together. Um, I was told that on YouTube. Somebody, uh, I'm going through that. those right now, so I'll I'll let you know for <laughs> so, sure. They've definitely interacted during mm-hmm. the Clone Wars because uh, Grievous could tell whenever General Skywalker was running mm-hmm. was running the show. But I don't on, think, but I don't think they ever I don't met know if each they met other in person though. Because if they did, that'd be a huge discrepancy with Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. But yeah, somebody on YouTube pointed out that we were wrong. I was like, all right, I was wrong. <laughs> so if you're listening, uh, yeah. I admit it. Retractions and apologies. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone else for listening, thank you very, very much. Um, And yeah, we'll be back next week. And may the force be with you. Always. Always.